Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, brought to you as ever by the Amp Radio Network. Tonight we are here to do hashtag smack my picks up for UFC Fight Night 149, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know, there's not, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of meat on the bone on this one for me, so uh, just to let you guys know at the top of the show, we're probably going to do the co-main, uh, the main event, the co-main event, and the spotlight fight of the night, maybe. I'm not too sure if everybody feels confident about doing all of that tonight, but uh, we're also going to go ahead and Marco do a little bit of Amp Radio Rewind. I think there's a lot of information or a lot of meat on the bone, shall we say, from last weekend that we could get into in the Rewind. And then, of course, Tony is going to give us a little up-down report. Um, and then if we have time, guys, in the, in the hour we have allotted for this show, we might do a little news and notes because uh, there was a, little, a lot of news that came out of this show uh, last week, you know, with Dana White speaking to the media. So there's, uh, sorry, Lord Dana speaking to the media. So there's a lot to get to. But let's go ahead and drop this one now. Uh, UFC Fight Night Overeem versus Olenek. As I mentioned originally, it will be UFC Fight Night 149. As I said uh, previously, guys, I will not be doing these uh, ESPN numbers. Uh, it just seems like a stupid thing for me to do. Um, will be held on April 20th. Hey, smoke them if you got them. 2019 at um, somebody help me with this one. Yablibni Sports Palace in Saint Petersburg, Russia. It's a tongue tie. I'm tired. It's a mouthful. Right. Sounds, sounds about right. right. Oh, thank you, Marco. I appreciate that. Marco gives me the uh, thumbs up. I appreciate that. All right. So as you guys have heard, uh, we have a, uh, not the original cast of characters on this show. We're down one uh, member of the show. Uh, Pammy had to work late this evening. Uh, she will not be on the show, unfortunately. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into this. Go ahead, DJ Tony, and cue the music for yourself. Coming on us live and direct, deep from the mean streets of Northern California, it's Tony time. Let's do it. Hey, DJ! Tony! Proteus, it's great to be here with Marco, minus the beautiful Pam, who will be missed. And unfortunately, we will not be able to get the casual, Paul's casual picks tonight. So that's a bummer. I always see Paul putting out his uh, casual picks. Anyways, Tony, good to hear your voice. Good to have you back on this uh, train wreck of a show so far, but that's okay. You're going to work <laughs> it out. Anyways, let's go ahead and complete the cast of characters for this evening. Let's bring him in, the star of the show. Deep from the heart of Texas. It's Marco from Waco, brother. Call me, Marco! Without an OSP, and you know me, without an OSP. <laughs> I blew my own. He's doing his own, his own music. Oh, yeah. On fire. The, 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 the tech, we need to call the kicker squad to, to take care of these uh, technical difficulties, man. Because, how can I say, I have a horrible weekend of pick. I went off for three again. Uh, but yep. I'm not I'm not sure about it. Only enough, I'm like, oh, oh my God. I, I, I'm glad that I was wrong. And uh, Game of Thrones happened this weekend, so <laughs> I'm still happy. So much happened this weekend. I mean, we got Lomachenko knocking fools out, NBA and NHL playoffs, USC 233 that was 
236 that was epic. We got Tiger Woods winning the freaking Masters and then Game of Thrones, dude. What a good weekend. I cannot complain. Let's talk some MMA. All right, so to the heavyweight division we go. Alistair. Overeem. Now, this is going to be a good fight, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. The Demolition Man, Alistair Overeem versus Alexi Olenek. They call him the Boa Constrictor. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, in Olenek's backyard. Let me go ahead and give you the odds on this one, Marco, before you get into this. Olenek is at a plus 215. Alistair Overeem at a minus 255. So slight favorite for Alistair Overeem on this one. Marco, what you got? So let's start by saying, you know, we call the Van Fluke now the Sam Pruchok. This is just so living show because he has done it so many times. Uh, I don't know how he does it. I mean, he, he'll be mounted by some people and he'll choke him out while being mounted. The guy, don't get on the ground with him. Put on line. If you, go, if you get to anywhere near the ground, get up. Or try to get up. Don't get on the ground with this dude. Any, anything dictates that Overeem should smoke this guy if he keep it on the feet. I mean, uh, Overeem is no, is no freaking uh, is, uh, scrouch on the ground either, but why even try? Get the shit out of this guy on the gut, kick his leg, overhand right, knock him out, game over. I'm picking over him. I'm picking over him by knockout. Olenek is dangerous on the ground, but he's a stand-up. He's serviceable at best. Horrible, horrible on, on reality. He, he's too slow on his, on his feet. He's too robotic. You can see his punches coming a mile away. All he wants to do is get a hold of you and drag you to the ground where he will choke you out. That is a guarantee. If he gets you to the ground, Olenek will choke you out. So I think Olenek is a smart fighter. Gonna knock him out. I, I think he's gonna knock out this guy early on the second round. So give me over by knockout. Second round. Okay, so KO in the second for Overeem from Marco. All right, DJ Tony. Uh, let's throw to you because you know Marco's throwing some shade here on Olenek. Uh, and as we said, I mean, you know, as Marco said, he has pulled off that. Uh, choke from the bottom. I can't remember what it's called right now off the top, off the top of my head. Thank you very much, Marco. I was listening to... I was, Yep, thank you very much, Marco. I was listening to Joe Rogan break it down the other day on the experience, and it, he was saying it's just incredible how he can get it from the bottom, DJ Tony. It's like he, he lets guys get into a, a safe position, and then he chokes them out from the bottom. And Marco brings up a good point. Like, Overeem is, is a very talented striker, of course, He's not the Uberim anymore. You know, he, he did win uh, plenty of um, titles in other divisions of co- or other cha- uh, corporations. Um, and organizations. I, 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 organizations. Thank you, Marco. You, see, Marco is, is my translator. It's very good, Marco. Thank you very much. And maybe it was because marco he was he was uberi maybe it was because uh he was telling you know high school or elementary school te- uh students that he wasn't on the steroids when he was but he's not that guy anymore and it's been a challenge for Call him me. in this division 
been a challenge for him in this division. So I'm going to throw directly to you, DJ Tony. What do you have in the main event of UFC 149? Of course, again, the first, I believe this is the first show from Russia. So exciting times. Second. Well, second show, he's right. Second show from Russia. Here's the thing, they, though, guys. Both in, they were both in St. Petersburg, right? No, the first one was in Moscow. Thank you, Marco. Sorry, DJ Tony. Go ahead. So, Alexei Olenek, guys, he he has almost 70 fights, a, a total of 69 fights to be exact recorded, right? 69 fights where what Alex or- Orveling, is it? 61? 60, 60. Oh, 69. That's a good number. <laughs> Hold on, hit, hit the rim shot there. Uh, where Alistair Overeem has 51, 61 fights. That's a lot of damn fights between them, guys. Here's the thing, and I, I agree with Marco almost all the time, as you guys know, but conventional wisdom will tell you, okay, you know, Alistair Overeem, the ream, let's just say he's not tested for EPO over there because, oh, by the way, it costs six to $800 more, forgive me, five oh. to $800 more, <laughs> <laughs> when they're paying them, what, $20,000, $20 million? Really? God forbid those six to $800 per fire. Good Lord. Uh, so if we believe that garbage, again, like I always say, I have a Golden Gate Bridge that's painted in brick color that I'd like to sell you. Um, but you know what, guys? Let's look at Lexi Linux last fight. And I agree with you guys completely, Marco. He submitted Mark Hunt, heavy hitter. He a kickboxer. Hunt? What is, did I say Mike? I thought I said Mark. My, 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 no no offense to uh, Mike. Mike though. Yeah, no relation to the great Mike Hunt. You guys get it. Um, he did beat Diaper Baby, Junior Albini, via Ezekiel choke, like Marco keeps saying. He lost to Curtis Blades via TKO, Dr. Stoppage, that was a cut. Beat Travis Brown, who's a kickboxer, lengthy, just like, like – Overeem. Guys, the last time Olympic went to decision was almost three years ago, July 13, 2016, with Daniel Oleum Numchek. And you know who taught me how to say that word? Marco. But I don't think that's going to happen, guys. I don't think this is going to go to decision because this guy's a, a submission artist. And I don't know how the heck he does it. But I think he's going to somehow outsmart the ream, submit him. Let's just say early third around submission. Uh, this is going five. You know what? I take that back. Alistair Overeem, TKO in the fourth. I forgot it was going five. Wait, Three. Wait a second. Wait a second. Those are two totally different things. I just can't see them okay, going so. five rounds. Can you see them going five? I can't so, see you, that. Marco, I mean, all, help me out here. Third round submission. I mean, all of Nick's third round submission sounded good to me, even in a five round fight. All right, let's stick with that. You know what? Like Marco said, my picks are garbage this week it. anyway. We're we'll stick with uh, Axel Alexi Alexi Olinic. Oh, never mind. What did I say now, Marco? <laughs> give me a lifeline here. I'm not helping you. You you put yourself on the fence and you haven't jumped. To either side, make a pick. All right, Alistair Overeem, fourth round TKO via Pam's picks. I don't know. All right, all right. 
I love how you tied that back into a previous show. All right, TKO. All right, Overeem. DJ Tony taking Overeem, fourth round TKO. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to move on to uh, my picks here. Um, I think, Marco, you bring up good points. Um, I think that Overeem, you know, is probably the more talented fighter. Tony, you bring up a good point as well, that Olenek has been in a number of fights. So, you know, both these guys, very, very talented. This is the kind of show that you want to bring to, you know, maybe I guess maybe St. St. Petersburg is, is an off market. It's not Moscow, but it's still a big city. And this is the kind of fight you want to bring to them, big heavyweight fight. Uh, and the Coleman event, I'm sure, appeals to them as well, but we'll get to that in a minute. Overeem versus Olenek, I mean, I've been, I've been thinking about this one for a while because both, uh, what you both said had occurred to me as well. But I think if this stays on the, on the feet, that Olenek is going to be able to get to Overeem. Yeah, I think it's going to be, um, Tony, as you said, kind of a, a long, drawn-out affair if that's what is going to happen. Because as we've seen from Overeem in the past, or in his recent past, he, he, if he starts to get tagged, he starts to run a bit. He starts to turn his back and, and get away from that pressure. And I think Olenek, especially fighting in his home country, is going to apply that pressure. Um, I'm going to go ahead and be the only one that takes Olenek on this one. I think I, – I, I, I know that Overeem is the, probably the more talented kickboxer, but I think this one this – one, I want to say it goes to the ground, guys. I really do, but they're both so f- talented on the ground. I don't. I, I don't think it's going to go there. I think that Olenek is going to be able to nullify Overeem. I'm going to go ahead and go Olenek decision on this one, guys. For me, all right. I know it's a hard. It's a hard. It's that, a hard fight to pick. I know this. I know this fight is on 420, but you already starting early, are you? <laughs> <What> are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Let's agree on this, though. Let's agree on this real quick, that uh, the original vocal versus Wolverine fight was way more exact, exciting than this one. Let's just agree on that. Oh, for sure. Because that was all out for, for the sure. vocal fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, things happen, and this is what we're left with, unfortunately. I, I think this is still going to draw. I think that people are going to still go um, to see the fight in Russia. Um and I want to get to this uh, ESPN Plus stuff with you guys later on. Hopefully we have time for that. But let's go ahead and move on to the Coleman event real quickly. DJ Tony, cue that music. All right, so we have Islam Makachev versus uh, the Shadow character. You know, I'm just going to call him the Shadow character because that's what he has here on, on the UFC fight card. Um, and I can't pronounce his last name. I do apologize. I don't know how to do that. Um, so, DJ Tony, let's start with you in the lightweight division. Islam Makachev versus the uh, Shadow character. Uh, what do you got going on here, DJ Tony? Because we, I, I tried to research this gentleman, and there's not there's a lot of uh, you know undercard promotions, maybe Russian promotions that he's been fighting in, and of course, 13 and one he's coming out of. Uh, but he's uh, making his USC debut. So what do you think going on here, DJ Tony? What you got? Armand Sakaryan from Karabask, Russia, 
Nailed it. Yep. 22 yeah. years young, 5'9", <laughs> 155, 13 and 1, five TKO wins, guys, five submissions, three decisions, very, very even. But he's going up against the beast, Proteus in Islam, Makachev, who, be honest, this guy has beat Cajun Johnson, beat Gleason Tebell, beat Nick Lentz, who's no joke. Um, I think this is a a fight made for Islam Makachev to win, and I think he's going to win. But you know what? I think they're going to play it safe because no one wants to lose at home, so to speak. So I think it's going to go be a decision. So I'm choosing Islam Makachev, be a decision. Okay. Sorry, it takes me a little while to write down Makachev uh, by decision. And listen, I think you bring up good points because, listen, uh, he's had six fights in the UFC, has Makachev, and Arman, please give me his last name again, DJ Tony. As I have chips in my mouth, Sarkoyan. Really? We so we don't pronu- we don't pronounce the T. Okay, I got that. All right. Um, look, he's a younger fighter, but Makachev, I believe, has uh, the experience in the UFC, and it's 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 a different story, right, Marco? When you get to the UFC and it's your first time against uh, a big name in the UFC in Makachev, and I do believe, as I said, six fights in the UFC that he is a big name in the UFC. I, I, I recognize his name. I recognize his, his uh, fight prowess. Uh, and I, and I lean towards what DJ Tony is saying that he's going to be able to be the more dominant fighter in this particular fight, because Armin is going to be a little shell shocked. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I'm going to take my Kachev. I'm going to actually take him earlier. I, I think that uh, I, I don't think this goes three, um, I'm going to take this in the first round for Makachev by TKO. All right, Marco, let's throw to you real quickly on this one in the co-main event of uh, UFC Fight Night 149. What you got, brother? It's going to be a clean sweep for Makachev because I, 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 I didn't know we were on a ghost adventure freaking show with shadow people on it. I, I couldn't even yeah. find a, a Wikipedia page for this other guy, man. Uh, I'm going yeah. with the non-commodity, the guy that will be it on the UFC. You know, he got the, the, the sandbox experience and all that, you know, all that jazz. Uh, I want to pick like I said, on the second round via TKO, via ground and pound. And uh, until, I, until I know how to pronounce this other kid's name, I, I won't even worry about it. I don't know who he is. And <laughs> who I don't know who is that guy? Until he becomes somebody. There you go. Thank you. Okay, so TKO, you said... I'm sorry, TKO in third. Second round. Second. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Did I I give a round? Because I didn't write one down. You say, uh, did you say decision? No, Tony said that. Uh, Yeah, okay, so I'm going to take the first. You said second round. You said said second round, Proteus. And and, uh, And and Marco did as well. Yeah, second round as well. Yep, okay, appreciate it. Thank you, Tony, for clearing that up. All right, guys, I don't know if if you guys uh, had thought about this, uh, but we'll go ahead and throw – oh, wait, let me give you the odds real quickly because I didn't give you guys the odds. Uh, Makachev is a – well, not a huge favorite. He's at a minus 300, and 
Armand is at a, a plus 250. So in I, I, falling apparently on five dimes. So I think it kind of uh, echoes the odds echo uh, our sediments on this one right now. Um, you know, Makachev being the big favorite on this one. So, you know, maybe they want to give Makachev a boost, you know, having this card in his home country. You know, he's been six fights deep in the UFC. You got you to gotta boost this guy up. All right, guys. I mean, uh, let's go ahead and throw to everyone's favorite segment of the show. Hashtag Spotlight Fight of the Night. And like Marco said, um, there are a few... Uh, ooh shadow figures on this particular fight card, but I mean, there are there are shadow some people. glimpses here and there. Sorry? Shadow people. Yeah, shadow people, exactly. But there are some, um, you know, kind of glimpses of, you know, good fights on this particular card. I'm going to go to the uh, Marcin Tibera fight against uh, Shamil uh, Av. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot. There's a lot of letters in that name. But I think I, I, I'm, I'm going to pick this because I like Mar- Martin Tibera, and I'd like to see what goes on with his career. And I'm going to take uh, a Tibera, and I'm going to take him by um, second-round submission. Thank you very much, DJ Tony. All right, Marco, let's go to you. Let's throw to your spotlight fight of the night. What you got? I've got the, the sister of the bullet, Antonina Shevchenko versus uh, the Happy Warrior, Roxanne Maraferi, man. And uh, I love Roxanne Maraferi, the Happy Warrior. She's so, like, she's a, 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 a bread of fresh air, but she's going to get a smoke by Antonina Shevchenko. And uh, <laughs> she's too tough for her strong good sometimes. Antonina is super good on the feet. I mean, even though Maraferi has been able to... to Showed up that and she's she's become a decent uh, striker, and she's very good on the on the ground. Uh, Shevchenko is a younger, better athlete, uh, you know, multi-time Muay champion. Uh, I'm gonna pick up Shevchenko and just because Roxanne is so tough, he's gonna lose a 30-27 decision. So give me Shevchenko by unanimous decision. All right. Yeah, I mean we have to go ahead and give shouts out to Matafari, uh, and of course. Got to travel all the way over to Russia for this one. But that's not a big deal for her because she lived in uh, Japan for a while. So, uh, shouts out to her. And, of course, I think perhaps, uh, Marco, you might have stolen DJ Tony's spotlight fight of the night. But let's go ahead and throw to you, DJ Tony. What you got? Okay. My spotlight fight. Oh, there goes that spotlight fight. Never mind. That's gone. Good Lord. All right. My spotlight fight. I always had this in the background, you guys. I was just playing with you guys. No? All right. My spotlight fight of the night will be Christoph Yatko to the middleweight division we go, and he will fight Alan Adamnowski. I don't know jack about Alan Adamnowski, so I'm, saying, I'm taking Christoph Yatko with a second-round TKO, Christoph Yatko. All right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of, like I said at the top, there's a lot of uh, questionable fights on people we don't know about in this particular fight card, but that's okay. Uh, as Lord Dana likes to say, these cards aren't for us. Just so, just saying. All right, so let's cre- recap real quickly before we go ahead and get to, into um, the rewind. Um, 
let's go ahead and get into this. Um, DJ Tony, uh, you and I had a tie on UFC 236. Um, of course, uh, I did uh, you correctly. I know, I know. I did correctly um, prognosticate both winners of uh, these particular fights in the main and the co-main event, but your spotlight fight of the night came through for you. Botella did go ahead and get that win, um, not necessarily in the fashion that you said, but uh, that gives us two and two. So let's go ahead and get I into will this. say this, Marcos, if you will allow me yes. this, Sorry, we need to do corrections. I, I listened. I literally had a moment of, of laughs here um, when I picked that fight. I cor- incorrectly thought it was Lauren Murphy and not Lauren, the lovely Mueller. So just to correct our errors, have to play this. Sorry, no, I agree. Very well done. Ah. I agree. <laughs> no, I agree. I I, I thought Excuse it was strange me, that uh, we, I thought it was strange that we didn't cue the music last week, but that's okay. So let's go ahead and get into this, Marco. Let's do a little bit of amp radio rewind. Thank you, dummies. All right, DJ Tony. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Marco. All right, so let's get into the weekend. Well, I almost choked on my own spit there. That was weird. Let's go ahead and get into the weekend that was UFC 236. And, of course, uh, we're coming out of that weekend with, you know, a lot of stories, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Not only did we have a great main event, but we also had a great co-main event. Uh, and people are saying that, uh, you know, it may have been the greatest fight they ever seen in the co-main event. Wow, co-main event. Uh, Marco, let's go ahead and throw to you and let's get your, your thoughts on the main event because this one went all five rounds. And of course, um, my, my pick of Dustin Diamond at the end of the, or in the fourth by TKO would have come true had they stopped this fight in the fourth due to the cut. But unfortunately that did not happen and they went five rounds, but I did pick the diamond. Now, I want to preface this here because we did break this fight down last week, and I did say that the boxing skills of Dustin Poirier would come into effect. So uh, what were your thoughts on this main event, Marco, and what did you think? Because some people were thinking that the the decision was contested. What are your thoughts? So to make clear, we're just talking about the main event right now. I'm not going to talk the comments, but – First of all, Sorry? Sorry, what was that? The main event. The main, I said, we're going to talk just about the main event on this one, not the co-main. That's what yes. I said. I'm just the sure. main event. Yes, please. Okay. What an epic fight this was, you know. Uh, Max Holloway, small force on the planet, and uh, Dustin Poirier impressed the hell out of me, man. Uh, Max was making me look good there on the third round, but, you know, he took so much damage the first two. That and, and look, everybody said Max needed to move to 155, and I said hey, slow your roll because he still got the speed and the volume, but he didn't get the pop. Because every time he touched Dustin, he hurt him, but every time Dustin hit him, he freaking moved him and hurt him. It, it was like it, the, the difference was like palpable, and uh, 
Nee, Lucas Lucas dacht in de Ik loop maar zeker zin wel. Dat is de podium gewoon dat vijf in de square. Nou, 49-46. On my book, it was more like 48-47. But that is just semantics. Because you can make an argument for a 49-46. The third round was all Max Holloway. And uh, the other uh, the other round I gave him, I think, I think was the fourth. But uh, all the other three rounds were all Dustin Poirier, like uh, by a landslide. Uh, I'm super happy for, for Dustin Poirier. Hopefully, they're going to get him that heavy fight. He'll be because he earned it. Um, and Max, man, like I said, he needs to bulk up to be a 155. He needs to gain those 10 extra pounds of muscle. Exactly. To actually be, uh, he's, he's the greatest featherweight ever, but he's just a really, really good 155er. But he's going to move up to 145. He's going to face the likes of Volkanovski, Mohamed Charipop, or even Frankie Edgar. And I tell you, good luck trying knocking out Max Holloway because if Dustin Poirier with those freaking atomic bombs he throw at Max Holloway couldn't knock him out, I don't think this other 45 is going freaking even a sniffer knocker with uh, Holloway. Uh, he's going to take care of a featherweight. Uh, maybe in two, in two years or three years when he gets closer to 30 and when he bulk up and gets that extra 10 pounds, we can see him again at 155. Uh, but even on a loss, Callaway is still a legend dude, because he, he put out an effort that was epic. And Dustin Poirier, look at the list, man. Anthony Perez, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gagey, and now Max Callaway. And he beat all of them. Uh, I, I cannot wait for the second fight with Javi, man. I think he got something for Javi there. Because the guy got the cardio, he got the power, he got the striker skill, and he can keep it on the feet for a little bit, it'll make it interesting. Bravo, Dustin Poirier. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I, I echo your sentiments. But let's throw a DJ Tony here uh, because, you know, DJ Tony and I went back and forth a little bit, um, you know, Sunday afternoon. Um, and I know what DJ Tony's thoughts are on in the co-main event and I, maybe what your thoughts are as well on the co-main event, DJ, uh, uh, Marco. So let's throw to you, DJ Tony. Uh, what did you think about this performance by Max Holloway? What did you think about this performance by Dustin Poirier? And, uh, I mean, Nurmi uh, kind of threw out there on Twitter that he saw this fight as a draw. Did you see it the same way? I didn't. No, and you know what? My apologies to Dustin Poirier because I do think Dustin Poirier, and again, I said I like both of these fighters. I just don't think that uh, Dustin Poirier is a top-tier fighter, at least not champ level. And I was wrong because I don't think – I was wrong twofold. Number one, Marco said it correctly. I can't believe the power difference between 145 and 155. Mind you, Matt Holloway is not a power – striker by any chance he wins via volume we've all seen that but he's always like come on and I think he's a little too tough for his own good sometimes I, I think what we saw um is is a really really muck, uh tough Max Holloway going up to a division like Marco said that he just was not prepared for the power difference not that Dustin Poirier I know Dustin Poirier likes to say that he it's like uh like Conor McGregor, but we saw that fight, what happens when Dustin Poirier gets hit. We've seen Dustin Poirier get knocked out several times. Max Holloway was not the right guy for that job, guys. I think it was twofold. Number one, the power. Number two, I have to question how how serious Max Holloway took this fight, you guys. 
I'm serious. Because he was already champ. Did he have really that much of desire? Um, because I thought he was – I thought it was evident, like Marco said, when he got hit early by Dustin Poirier, he was hurt, guys. He was doing the chicken dance. And, man, I didn't think he was going to survive. Shout out to him for surviving. But, um, listen, I think part of it was Max Holloway not taking this fight too seriously. Another thing was Dustin Poirier just said a little too much power in the lightweight division for Max. So. Allow me to disagree because I think the fact that he was knocked, knocked out and that he lasted all five rounds, is he did take this fight very seriously. Because any other human being would have been knocked the fuck out, even in the first or the second round. So not only because of his touch, but because of his preparation, he was able to withstand the mauling. I think that knee to the head alone would have knocked out any other human being. So... I just disagree with you on that point, but, you know, it is your opinion. No, but and, and, and you're right, Marco. There's a difference between having heart and taking the fight seriously, meaning I don't think he took the fight seriously to the beginning of the fight. Once he got struck, there's no doubt about it. Max Holloway's all heart, champion, warrior, et cetera. But I just didn't think he took the fight up to – through the training process up until the bell rung, seriously, until he got hurt. That's my opinion. Okay. Uh, I'm glad that you both weighed in there. I'm going to go ahead and give my opinion on what you guys both said. I think that Max totally was taking this fight seriously. I think he was willing to be one of those other champ champs that uh, are on the board that would have brought him up to, um, you know, the level of Conor McGregor. Uh, He could say exactly yeah, he could he could say exactly the same thing as Conor McGregor that he was a double champ in exactly the same weight classes that Conor McGregor was. I mean, whether or not Conor McGregor is still a star in the UFC is 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 to be seen. Um, I think maybe he has a, a star power outside of the UFC, uh, but I digress. Let's get back to this fight because this is what is important. And, and DJ Tony and I, as I mentioned, we had talked about this uh, via text message. And, and I'm going to be honest with you guys 100% that I did watch this fight first. I did not watch the whole um, event in its order. Um, as I have mentioned to you guys before, if you're a new listener, I will explain it to you again. I do not watch uh, the fight cards um, as they happen live. I do have them on my DVR and I watch them later because I do not want to be swayed by any information that comes in at all. Uh, I avoid Twitter, I avoid Instagram, and I watch the fights on my own um, so that I can uh, have my own opinion. And I think that Dustin Poirier put on a very, very good fight here. Uh, Max Holloway was a a contender that really um, was game. Uh, because he did hurt Dustin Poirier, and he did hurt him often. Uh, when when Max was able to get off and, and, and actually, you know, perform his game and bring the fight into where he wanted it, um, he was able to hurt Dustin, and he did hurt him often. And I think the third round, uh, as you guys both said, probably was for, for Max Holloway, probably uh, a little bit of the fourth as well until, of course, uh, that knee came uh, and uh, that cut was opened on Max Holloway's head. Look, I think if Max Holloway was 
really focusing on 155 pounds if the threat of having to cut the weight down to 145 pounds was no longer there for Max Poirier, or sorry, Max Holloway, um, then he, he would be a, a better fighter at 155. We've seen what Dustin has done as he moved up to 155, and I think the same problem exists uh, for Holloway, for Max, as well, because I think that as he gets older, Marco, as you mentioned, he's going to have to move up. He's going to have to move up and wait. Yes, there are fights, Marco, as you mentioned, for him at 155 pounds or 45 pounds, which he does need to um, address. And yeah, he's probably the best 145 pound champion that we've ever seen, but he does get heavy. It's amazing to me that he even makes 45s. Um, as I said last week, it was a litmus test. It definitely was a litmus test for, for Max Holloway. And even, even he could acknowledge that he got his ass kicked. You know what I mean? He, got up, he went up an extra uh, 10 pounds, and the guy that was there um, really had a lot more power for him. And I think he wasn't expecting that. He's expecting people who have um, the power of 145-pounders. Um, great fight, in my opinion, by Dustin Poirier, uh, he was uh, boxing really well. He was the foot movement was excellent. That jab was working excellently as 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 Max was moving in. I thought Poirier could have used uh, the leg kicks a bit more that he started using in the first round. I think that Max really got Dustin Poirier into uh, a scrap, and that's you know, where we've said that Dustin Poirier has his problems. So I digress, and I think great win for Dustin Poirier. Um, good to see him have a belt that he could bring home, and uh, it was it, it really exciting to see uh, his wife deal with um, not only a sweaty Dustin Poirier, but a sweaty and bloody um, Max Holloway that tried to come over and give her a hug as well. Looking great in that dress, though. Thanks very much, uh, Mrs. Poirier. Uh, I digress. Let's move right along to the co-main event. Uh, DJ Choney, do you want to cue some music, or should I just go right into it? Go right into it. All right, so let's go ahead and throw to what people say is the uh, best fight of all time. Um, Israel Adesanya versus Gastelum. DJ Tony, let's throw to you, because you said that this was a more impressive fight to you when we were talking back and forth uh, on the t- on the text message, uh, and again, I-, I think I echo the sentiments of Dana White. If you were watching this fight card, DJ Tony, in its uh, entirety, that this probably would have tired you out because this was a great fight. What you got going on here, DJ Tony? You know what? I don't disagree with anyone that I've spoken with or, or heard. Frankly, I think that was the best fight that I've ever seen. Best championship fight that I've ever seen for sure. I just think um, it was packed. I think both gentlemen were hurt. Um, the difference between this fight and the Hobby Lawler slash Horry McDonald fight is the fact that that fight ended, meaning to the point where poor Horry could just couldn't go on any longer with his broken nose at that point. This fight kept going, and it wasn't until the very last minute where I thought, gosh, maybe we will have a very last second stoppage not the case. I'm curious to see what Marco says, because I think you and I, Proteus, saw two different fights altogether, but I think this is the best championship fight I've seen of recent, because we always throw out 
the grand terms of ever. I don't know about ever, but certainly the last, the best fight I've seen in at least three to four years, no doubt about it. All right, so Marco, let's throw it to you because um, we definitely did see um, some high-level MMA. Of course, we know that Gaslam is a very talented fighter, and Israel Asanya, I mean, uh, Pam wasn't sold on him last week, but he showed in the fifth round that he had more heart than Calvin Gaslam. Uh, what do you got going on here in the co-main event of UFC 236 and the MMA Amp Radio Rewind? So, best fight ever? No. Best fight of the year? Yes. Candidate for fight of the year? Yeah. Uh, epic fight. Don't get me wrong. But let's not forget Condit Lawler. Let's not forget Gustafson Jones. Uh, there is all the fights up there that have been epic. I mean, uh, Henderson versus Shogun won. Come on, man. There's other fights that have been even more epic than this one. But for what is worth, on the modern era, on the on recent times, yeah, this fight was epic. Uh Super impressed with both fighters, especially in Gastelum, you know, because a lot of people, even us, agree that he got nothing for Avisanya on his feet, and, and we were wrong. Uh, the high speed of Gastelum was impressive, and at the shorter guy with the shorter risk, he was able to touch Avisanya, won the first round, won the fourth round, little freaking short Gastelum. Got his freaking leg at uh, six foot four inches tall and yeah. hit Arisanya on the head. Holy shit! I've never seen Gastelum throw a, a, a high kick, and, and we did, we see we saw that. Uh, you, you couldn't make the argument that uh, if he could have been uh, a little bit, uh, you know, weirder and, and record that when he got Arisanya hurt, he could have finished Arisanya on the fourth round. But that is a story for another day. Arisanya shows that the guy got really good freaking. Uh, Take down defense, you know, he, he does cast on ground game, you know, that, that attempted triangle on a on, on guillotine on, on the fifth. And, and that the guy know who to take it, seize the moment. The fifth round was so super impressive. I mean, he was hurt yeah. the round before. The, the fight was 2-2, and uh, everything on, on, on the t- hanging on the table, and, and he went and took it. Uh, kudos to Arisanya. Uh, a great fight. I mean, you need two two to two to two two to dance, you know, uh, or two to tango. That's a very two to tango. And uh, they put, yeah, they put a fight for the ages. I don't know what it's like for Gastelum. He's still a contender at middleweight. I mean, he proved by leaps and bounds that he belongs. Forget about 170. Uh, 185 is what he belongs, you know. And Arisanya and Whitaker is going to be epic in Australia. They're already talking about the stadium. They're looking for the venue. They're going to probably put 80,000 people on a stadium, and that would be awesome. Just the, the freaking visual would be freaking great. But I am worried about Arisanya, man, because if Gastelum was able to touch him, I'm touching hard. Robert Whittaker is a much better striker than Gastelum is. Uh, so I would not be putting all my chips on Arisanya just yet. He got a lot to prove, and we know, we know Whittaker is top as hell, too. I mean, he went twice against freaking... Joel, the Cuban muscle, Crisis Romero. So, slow your roll with Arisanya. If he beats Whitaker, and, and I'm not saying that this wasn't impressive, this was. But Whitaker is a completely different animal. If he beats Whitaker, then we're up for the running. He came in at 183, and a little bit concerned about that. It's a little too light. So, all the people that are talking about him versus John Jones right now, uh, John Jones could freaking yeah. big brother the shit out of him. 
If you come at 183, you're not getting higher than 200 pounds when you're fully hydrated. John Jones walks around at 230. I mean, remember what he did to Lioto Machida on the side. He pinned him against the cage and choked him and dropped him. And Lioto Machida walks around about the same that freaking uh, homeboy Arisanya walks around right now. So it's not your role with that shit. Give it a couple of years. Let the guy feel it on his body. And, and maybe, maybe then we talk about that shit. But now, Arisanya is the intermediate world champion. Congratulations to him. Quit burping every single time somebody gives you a freaking interview. The guy burps so much. <laughs> I don't know if anybody can notice that shit, but he does it all the time. Two African champions with Kamaru Usman. Go to Nigeria, you know, do the jewel. We were bringing gold back to Africa. Cool, but I, I, I like the kid. Well, he's not a kid. He's 29. He's number 30, but I like the guy. He is a, a, a superstar in the making. But I tell you, Robert Whittaker is a, is a high, high order. And that, that fight in Australia in a stadium is going to be freaking epic. So let's see, let's see what we got with this guy. Yeah, I, I think 100%. I, I'm going to echo what you said. Uh, I think Adesanya in the post-fight press conference um, probably uh, one more thing. One left. More thing. One more thing. One more thing. Before I forget, Robert Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles. I was going to get you to do a sound bite, so perfect. Thank, Thank you, you very much. I appreciate that. Um, I think Israel Adesanya in the post-fight pre- uh, press conference, you know, he's kind of showing his experience in that genre. He did, I mean, it was it was an okay performance. It was an okay showing in the uh, post-fight press conference. He kind of gave us some thought about what he the question was uh, and I thought he he handled them very well and that's probably uh, media training that he's getting from the UFC so I appreciate that uh, let's get to the fight though guys I think you know Kelvin as you guys mentioned did um, threaten Israel he was able to get inside that karate stance and I think this karate stance guys is is kind of um, on its end uh, I think it's on the outs uh, in the UFC. I think that people are figuring it out. If you want to stay on the outside and you want to do that karate stance and leave your hands down low, Kelvin Gaslam is going to touch your chin, no matter if it's going to be with his hands or if it's going to be a surprise kick. And that was beautiful, 100%. Uh, this fight was a great fight. And, and as I mentioned, I did, not list, I did not watch this fight first. I watched it second. So uh, perhaps my uh, view of this fight is a little bit different from anyone who watched it in uh, this fight card in its order. Um, I thought that Kelvin Gaslam really showed out. I think that the leg kicks of Israel Adesanya, um, the leg kicks, the, I think they were inside onto uh, um, Kelvin Gaslam's right leg. Uh, really paid dividends for Israel because it took away that power. It took away that power not only in in the um, the stand up game, but it also took the the power out of the wrestling game. And it, we saw Israel really put on a show. Honestly, uh, he he did in the fifth round showed that he was willing to be the champion. He was willing to push it as far as he could. And yeah. He had Kelvin in some bad spots, and I think Kelvin was really tired after the fourth round. I think what I was thinking between the the fourth and the fifth round, when I watched the fight, I was like, wow, 
those leg kicks are really starting to add up. And Calvin had a great round in the fourth, but I wonder what this sitting down on the stool is doing to his legs uh, because Israel was beating them up for four rounds. And we really saw that Calvin was uh, really diminished, in my opinion, between uh, the, the fourth round where he did really well and the fifth round where he did not, and he got dominated. He was just kind of hanging on and staying out of uh, bad positions that Israel is putting him into. And, Marco, I think I agree with you. I'm, I, and, and, Pam, I don't know if I'm completely sold on Israel still. I think if he, uh, when we see him against Bobby Knuckles, as you said earlier on, I think he's going to have a, a true test because let's – thank you very much. Let's remember that Bobby Knuckles has gone against Yoel Romero, uh, the Cuban – muscle crisis and uh won twice yes maybe the second one was a little contentious but i mean i would love to see israel go against uh the the cuban muscle crisis and see what he does against them i think it would be uh, a completely different um end game on that one okay guys uh let's move on because we we do need to move on and um i just wanted to say quickly real quick i, I you know my spotlight fight of the night i did take uh, osp you know me but Cleo Roundtree. Uh, we'll get into this. Anyways, DJ Tony, let's throw to you because we got the uh, up-down report coming here, and then I think I just gave away mine. But go ahead, DJ Tony, and let's throw to you. What do you got going on in the up-down report? This is a t- tough one. I didn't think we were going to do the up-down report, but the thing here is I don't think anyone really goes down except for Eric Anders. So for me, up report, got to give it up to Joe Lee Poirier. I mean, Dustin Poirier. So up on Dustin Poirier, um, <laughs> down on uh, Eric Anders, man. He just, I know he's a tough uh, football player, former football player, ya boy. Uh, but he's got three straight losses, guys, to Tiago uh, Santos via TKO, Elias Theodoro, split decision. I thought Elias took that. And, of course, uh, just completely mauled his poor leg by uh, Khalil Roundtree, who looked really good. So my up report up. Dustin Poirier down Eric Anders. All right, Marco, let's throw to you. Um, Since DJ Tony is not running this up-down report, I'll do it. Marco, what do you got? What's your up-down report, brother? So my up report is go to Nikki Trios, Nikita Krilov. I think the the last war speed five years ago. And, uh, you know, looking good on the process, man. Everybody on themselves, Nikki Trios. But uh, he keeps proving us wrong that the, the guy actually has to evolve into a, a quality like heavyweight, you know. Uh, he got yep. the striking, and now he's developing a ground game. So Nikita Kiluka, my report, my down report goes to Cortis Melander. The dude let me down after winning the first yep. round handedly. Let himself get uh, be taken down for two rounds, and then once he was on the ground, he nothing. He didn't try to get up, he didn't try to sweep, he didn't try to sweep. Uh, Cortis Melander got a, a gaping hole that everybody's going to exploit. He completely disappointed me. Uh, you, you need to go away for a year and just wrestle, wrestle, wrestle and do jiu-jitsu, Cortis, because otherwise everybody knows how to beat you now. So my down reports go to Cortis Melander, on a, and that's all I have to say about that, dude. Yeah, I, I think I think what DJ Tony said at the top of the card, I don't think anybody goes up or down. I think Dustin Poirier probably gets a boost from this, in as as uh, had been said uh, by Dana White. He definitely deserves a shot at the title. We need to get 
some of these interim titles actually meaning something. Uh, And I think that with his comments, uh, you know, Lord Dana with his comments, you know, saying that uh, unless Dustin gets injured, the fight is his. Uh, But nobody believes the words that are coming out of his mouth. So put that right in there, DJ Tony. Drop that one in. No one believes the words coming out of your mouth. Um, Touching on quickly, uh, uh, Krylov, of course, that's my up report. I think that Krylov, uh, as I said, when he fought last, I thought that he would have the UFC jitters. It comes in against Ovin St. Preux and beats him up in the first. And, and, I mean, perhaps uh, Ovin St. Preux's corner should have stopped that particular fight. So, uh, yeah, that's my up report there. Uh, My down report, uh, I don't know, guys. Uh, I don't really have a down report, I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of disappointed. Um, to be honest with you guys, I'm kind of disappointed in Millinder as well. Um, I'm really excited that Brandon Davis got the win, but I mean, I don't know if we can really hold it against Millinder. Well, let's just let him develop, but that's my down report. Millinder as well. Uh, Marco goes down. Okay, guys, let's let's kind of bring this show to an end. And and DJ Tony, throw to you because I'm sure you have um, a Twitter follow of the week, or maybe you have a guilty pleasure. What you got going on here, brother? With all due respect to the champ, Dustin Poirier, and, and we mean this respectfully, you gotta follow Mrs. Jolie Poirier. Follow her at the IG, Mrs. Jolie Poirier. In terms of a guilty pleasure. Marco called this early, you guys? Man, my Warriors aren't looking very good. So my guilty pleasure, I have none. We'll root for the Golden State Warriors. Hopefully quick recovery for the great Boogie Cousins. But in all seriousness, you just gave me a reminder. Listen, shout out to Angela Magana. I know no one really liked the character that she portrayed on the UFC, but she's in a coma right now. She is a mother of three guys in Puerto Rico. So we want to make sure that she's... uh, at least healthy for the children. So, shout out to uh, Angela Magana. I hope she makes a quick recovery. Boohoo and boohoo and well on the Warriors. Oh, we love Woody Cousins. Yeah, you see that Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, freaking Tremont Green, and Stephen Curry. Boohoo and way. Oh, and Andre Wadala too. Boohoo and way, Warriors. Thank you, dummies. Yeah, I appreciate the fact that the uh, Warriors are having a bit of trouble, and uh, but I wanted to really focus on the fact that, uh, yeah, we have a, a, a former USC fighter that's in a coma right now, and uh, we really need to, um, you know, push for um, wishing her well, and uh, hopefully, because uh, there's there's some stuff coming out on Twitter that's kind of, you know, pulling at the heartstrings, so, um, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, after that, I'm going to, I'm going to throw to, um, I'm not going to give you a Proteus' shower pick. I'm going to give you um, something that came up today on uh, YouTube. Uh, Coheed and Cambria live at uh, the Pace Studios uh, in uh, uh, New York City. It's actually uh, Claudio Sanchez and his wife, Chandra um, Sanchez. Uh, They're doing a little uh, acoustic. um, Oh, that's cool. uh, At the Pace at the Pace Studios. Yeah, they've, they've done this before, but, uh, you know, it, I'm just giving that a quick shout-out because, of course, uh, you know, um, Coheed and Canberra going on tour in the summer and, 
it's good. It's cool to see uh, Claudio and his wife do what they do. All right, Marco, let's go ahead and get you to close the show because I've been rambling a lot this show. So go ahead, Marco, and get us out of here. What you got? What I got is, first of all, for all those uh, knuckle dragging the adversaries, I couldn't figure it out how to get the pay-per-view this time. You know, I can read about eight grade level. I figured it out. So next time the UFC is going to have it directly on the app so you don't have to freaking fumble around. But <laughs> my guilty pleasure this week, next week, and, and until six, uh, six weeks from now, is going to be Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was epic last Sunday. It's going to be epic this weekend. Winter is here. We got all sorts of freaking awesome battles in the way. Love the freaking uh, first episode. So that's what I'm going to talk about for the next five remaining weeks. Follow producer of produce. Follow Tony IND Tony. Follow Pam at Pandora Box. You need you this week, uh, Pam, but I will see you next. Follow me at Maldo Marco. Follow the show at another MMA cast. Rate and review us, my coquette. You know, we need the reviews. You have some good writing. You have some good criticism. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Blog Talk Radio. No myself to say, man. Great weekend of fights. Ah, okay, we can fight this weekend. If you're not interested on the UFC, you still got Crapo versus Samir Khan. If you like boxing, you better leave you guys. Guys, you got the trick. Enjoy the fights. And just like that, DJ Tony. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs>